It's Offman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Coming up uh, in a little bit, talk more about the NBA's in-season tournament. Phenomenal action last night, more on the docket for tonight. Uh, right now, though, some reaction to what John Allen said yesterday about his his time in Washington. It has been a, a frustrating time in Washington, for sure, for Allen. Uh, these, of course, courtesy of the Sports Junkies, which you can hear mornings 6 to 10 here on the Team 980. And these comments certainly got people's attention. Uh, they also weren't that dissimilar to things he said post-game, where he said, you know, uh, post-game, I've been building character for seven years. I'm tired of building character. My character's built. I'm trying to win. And so he's asked about that on the Junkies and, and whether or not he's thought about potentially going somewhere else. 29 straight wins. Well, that's definitely not John Allen on the on, on the junkies. That's that's for real things later. Here's John Allen on the junkies. After the game, you were quoted as saying, "Like you're tired of talking about, um, you know, rebuilding, yeah, or- rebuilding and character and all that. My character's good. You know, I just want to friggin' win. And I I can emphasize with with that uh, as a fan. Do you ever? And I know you've said you want you're, you're going to play here and you're going to end your career here and all that stuff. But do you ever get to a point where you're frustrated, where you just say to your wife, you know what, maybe I would be better off if they just moved me? One thousand percent. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. You know, I play this game to win, and I would love to win here for sure. But I want to win first and foremost. So that's always going to be at the front and center of my mind, and everything I'm going to be doing in my career is going to make sure I have an opportunity to win. Would that include having your agent maybe talk to the team in the offseason? I mean, if that's what it takes, I'm, I mean, it, it, I'm not going to sit here and talk about possibilities and mm-hmm. the future. You know, I'm going to focus on these next four games, do what I can to help this team win, and then we'll evaluate things after the season. But it has gotten to a point where you are frustrated and, you know, just doing, the, just coming in here and winning seven games every year, that's not, that's not how you want to end your career. Not at all. Not at all. I want to, I want to win. And I genuinely believe that we can do it here. But again, I got to, Sit down after the season and, you know, make the decision that's best for me and my family. And that's by no means saying I'm leaving, but, you know. Right. You got to be open to it. Yeah. Um, What I hear there is a human being who's frustrated at the end of a lost season. And that is not someone who's checked out. That is not someone who has decided he's going anywhere. Is someone who's perhaps uh, opened up a can of worms he didn't need to for himself uh, with his candidness. But I don't. I, I hate when media criticizes athletes for telling the truth. Um, that doesn't mean you can't criticize what they say. But, like, don't get mad at dudes for being candid when our job is to discuss the real world and to, to hopefully get people to tell us the truth. Of course he should be thinking about somewhere else if that's what it takes. And I would hope that the relationship between John and his agent and the organization and whoever the new GM is, is honest enough that if they embark on a mega rebuild, one that's going to take three plus years, they look at John and go, hey man, um, it's better for us and it's better for you if you go somewhere else and that there's honesty there. I mean, that is essentially what happened between Bradley Beal and the Wizards. Um, It's obviously a different situation because the NBA and NFL are very, very different, but Like they looked at Brad and were like, we're tearing it down and we can't tear it down as long as you're here and you don't want to be here when it's torn down. So let's get you somewhere else. And they traded him to Phoenix. Good. Excellent. Job well done. Get him out. Um, And obviously with Brad too, he had the no trade clause, which made things far more complicated than they needed to be. 
thanks, Tommy and Ted. Um, but with with John, it's like, yeah, if we're I'm getting close to thirty, I don't need to go through a rebuild. I've done. I've been trying to build it here. But I, I think that he's also correct in saying they can do it here on a timeline that makes sense for him. I refuse to think that this team is as bad talent-wise if it was better coached than it is record-wise right now. Like, they do very silly stuff that should be preventable. They do stuff defensively this year that is, like, unconscionable from a game plan decision-making scenario and they put guys in bad spots and it goes poorly. And it's like, well, you know, there's other options where you don't have to put guys in those spots. And I think that's the thing. And then offensively, obviously we've spent a lot of time on it, but they are a young team on that side of the ball with a young quarterback, a a couple of key offensive linemen who are young. And, you know, I, I think the other thing that fans tend to discount is the ability to improve internally for guys to play better because they're older and more experienced. I think also like Derek Forrest is a major injury for them. They haven't had many major injuries this year. That was a big one. Um, I do think another major injury that happened for them in the offseason is Armani Rodgers, a good speedy tight end who would have been dynamic in this offense, uh, would have been really, really helpful. And instead, Logan Thomas has been okay this year, um, but he's not super special in terms of his ability to generate big plays. And Cole Turner's been a disaster. Um, so like this, these are the problems that they have. They're very fixable and they should be fixable relatively quickly. Linnell and I were just talking in the break and it's like, if you go and I don't hate the idea of trading down potentially, like, let's say Sam, actually, I'm going to throw this hypothetical out next since we're doing off season talk. And I know this is you know based off of what John said. Uh, and we were going to talk a little bit more about John specifically here, but I have a hypothetical uh, next. Anthony, you get to you get to accept or reject my hypothetical. But I have, I have a way that I think is one of the best quick fixes for this team. It requires some participation from Sam Howell. I'll tell you what we need to see from Sam and then, then what this looks like next on the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Honestly, Anthony, I just want to keep doing Madden and FIFA talk uh, that we were doing in the break, but I think we should probably get back to my uh, my hypothetical here for the the old Mandos. All right. For the offseason. Is this the best case scenario? I, I well, Undoubtedly, this is the best case scenario for the Commanders. Step one is Sam Howell plays well the next four games. Like he... He plays at least two of the next four, right? Where you're just like, yeah, no, there's definitely something here. Oh, man, okay, San Francisco smacked him, but, like, whatever, that happens. And and hopefully you leave a good taste in your mouth against Dallas, right? New regime is like, yeah, look, is he is he the next Joe Burrow? No, but we don't think we can draft the next Joe Burrow either, and we know that Sam can play in the league. We don't know about these college kids. So, we're making the internal determination. We're going to tell everybody that we're looking at quarterback. There's going to be a lot of smoke because that's how this works. God, we're about to deal with so much smoke this offseason. That's smoke. Mirrors, baby. That is that is smoke I don't want, if you will. <laughs> but uh, you make the decision internally, we're not going quarterback. Like, unless, unless Caleb Williams or Drake May drops and like, oh, those guys that could be the next Joe Burrow if you think that that's what they are. But like, you decide, no, nah, Jaden Daniels, not that guy. Uh, whoever else is QB4, QB5, uh, you know, on your board, you're like, nope, not the guy. We really like Sam. Okay, 
And you wind up, by the way, despite Sam playing well, not winning a whole lot, and you pick, let's say, fourth, right? So Drake May, Caleb Williams go 1-2, probably not in that order. Marvin Harrison Jr. goes third. All of a sudden, you're sitting there at four or five or wherever, and the next best quarterback is on the board, and you don't like him because you really like Sam. And not even about what you think about the other quarterback at that point. It's just like, you like Sam. You're like, Sam's our guy. We know. We love what this kid's made of. He showed a lot. Let's do it. And then you trade down. Mm. So you're asking not, if... Not if, far. Okay. Let's say Let's say that... Let me actually... Let me pull up a mock draft right now. Let me, I know Trevor just did one for... Uh, for PFF. Um, and now PFF is... I love PFF, but n- navigating their site sometimes is a nightmare. Um, mock draft simulator. Let's... We could even use the mock draft simulator. Is it is it time to to fire up the mock draft simulator? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. All right. I want to... I want to control the commanders who, who are at four right now. Let's go to the draft. Uh, start draft. Okay, so uh, it goes Williams, May, Harrison, and you've got the Jet or the Bears behind you, who have already taken Williams, so they don't need a quarterback. The Jets and then the Giants, and you've also got the Saints picking at nine and Tampa at ten. As of right now, the Raiders are at eleven. So all of those teams from eleven, ten, nine, seven. And maybe six, because the Jets could certainly draft someone to sit behind Rodgers for next year to be the next guy. What if one of those teams is like, hey, we want to we wanna trade up? And according to PFF's model, New Orleans at nine is big time interested in trading up. So let's say we can get one next year, nine this year, 47 this year for four. Uh, they say that's that's too much. But you can you might be able to get this year's one and next year's one, or you can get nine and forty seven and maybe even, you know, something later in the draft too. And now you're at nine, so let's do that. And by the time you're on the the, the clock at nine, you can go get this goes about as bad for Washington as you could get. They they go Brock Bowers at four, Joe Alt, uh, Fashanu goes after that, um, Latu the edge goes after that, and so now all of a sudden you know the guys who, the guy who probably falls based off most boards right now is Malik Neighbors, who is a just ridiculous wide receiver out of LSU. That could be a possibility. You could also go. Um, you know, one of the edge guys, um, you know, or obviously you've got your Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix or whoever, if you want to draft your quarterback at nine, JC Latham, the tackle out of, out of, uh, Alabama's on the board. Let's, let's say you do that. Right. So that's that kind of thing where you wind up getting extra picks or you do a future pick for a team. Like, let's say you trade, you're probably not trading with the giants in division, but let's say you trade with a team that's going to have, let's say you trade with with New Orleans, right? And you do this year's one, you go one for one, so four for nine, and next year's one. Rookie Jaden Daniels 
it, it, the Saints, how good are they going to be? That's probably a top 15 pick easy next year. Maybe a top 10 pick. Sick. Sign me up. And if Sam winds up being awesome, and you get your left tackle, and you pick up more picks, like that is, you know what it reminds me of, Anthony? Reminds me of the process. You're all more yep. lottery tickets is better. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. And if it doesn't cost you too much in this year's draft, then excellent. I think I'm all for trading back and getting future picks. I, To be honest, I think we're two years away from actually being a, a legitimate threat. I think they can compete the for the division or can compete for a wild card next year. Easy. I think we can compete for a wild card, but I mean, when I say being a legit contender, I'm talking about, you know, possibly winning the division, being one of the top wild cards if we don't end up winning the division. I Like having a, a legitimate chance type of thing, like a, a Dallas Cowboy, they might not win a division, but guess what? They're still a legitimate threat. So I think we're about two years away from that next year. Again, like I th- and I think we t- we talked about this um, prior to the season. It doesn't take long for an NFL team to rebuild. Like NBA teams are definitely different, but for an NFL team, it doesn't uh, take that long. We've seen it, you know, with the Cincinnati Bengals. We've seen it with the Dolphins. We- we've seen it with multiple uh, franchises. But just looking at where we are with what we have, I think we're two years away from being legit contenders. But I think if we go about, you know trading off some pieces, acquiring pieces, using the cap space that we have, we could possibly be positioned um, for a wild card um, run next year. Without question. Like, I, I just think it comes down to, like, can you use what you have now and what are you smart in what you add? They will have between 80 and $100 million in cap space. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, some of the stuff that you need is not going to be available. Like, I would love to go sign a veteran left tackle. Yeah. The market is poo-poo. There's, like, four dudes legitimately four dudes that play left tackle that are free agents not good not the life we deserve man no there's a ton more right tackles there's a ton of guards so maybe you spend big money at guard um and maybe you go get a premier guy if there's one of those available um obviously we'll see with some of the fifth year option stuff and and franchise tags and i haven't looked at the whole free agent list yet but there's there's a lot of potential um you know to spend money or you sure up what you need to defensively and you you go draft offense um you know, there's certainly going to be guys on this roster that are in different roles. Some will get up, you know, bigger roles. Some will get smaller roles. But, you know, right now it feels like you need a corner. Well, what if your corner that you need is Emmanuel Forbes? Mm. And, like, that's that's what you need to happen if you want to have that wild card run next year. You need Emmanuel and Quan to be what you hope. And maybe Quan goes to safety and is playing next to Derek Forrest. And you let Cam Curl go. Um that would be, and you don't pay him, and all of a sudden there's money available to do something else. So I think it's just about being smart. I, I think that the people that are going to make the decisions, we don't even know who they are yet, but I trust them more than anybody who's been here in the last, 50, you know, since the Shanahan's left. Um, and even then, like, Bruce was the GM, so. Um, and, and I think that's the encouraging thing. I was texting with a, a friend of mine last night who's who was a longtime season ticket holder, and he bought his tickets for next year because he believes in what is possible here. And I think that's the thing that is keeping a lot of people around right now, even though we don't know what it's going to look like, is at least there's hope. At least that we know the change is coming. We, we don't think that they're going to do something silly. 
And some of the best people that are going to be available are going to come here because it is a destination unlike it's been in 25 years. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Optimism. Positivity. Huzzah. Also, I like my trade down idea. I think they need some things to fall their way. But are you trading down and acquiring picks for this year or future picks? I mean, or it doesn't really matter to you. I would love to get. Like the thing is, let's say you don't have to just do one, right? You can you can trade back. Let's say you get, let's say the Saints wind up at seven. They love Daniels. They're like, oh yeah, LSU kid, Saints love it. And you get one there. I don't think they have a second rounder, which is the problem. Um, But let's or Tampa bottoms out here at the end, right? You get their their uh, pick at like thirty nine. You package thirty nine and something at the, or maybe even thirty nine and whatever the Bears pick winds up being at the end of that or the beginning of the second round to move back into the first. Maybe you get two first rounders this year. There's someone that you an edge rusher that you love at the end of the first round. Like go make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's that Bears pick is so important because you're either just going to draft a good football player there, hopefully, or it's ammo to move back up into the first. So we'll see. Man, we got a long uh, a lot of weeks. Of, we're going to have a lot of time with the mock draft simulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. I forgot how fun that was in the offseason. Remember the offseason when things were fun and hopeful? Yep. Can't wait for it. Uh, we're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. When we get back, the NBA's in-season tournament was awesome last night. We're going to talk about it and preview the games tonight here on the Team 980. It's Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live on the free Odyssey app. I've never heard this before. Really? How did I, I feel like this is a miss by me. Fully admit, like this is exposing me on a major level. Oh, that's that? that Mace has a verse in that? That was fab. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, yeah, that's what, sorry. Yeah, that was fab. I didn't, that's got to be like second, third verse. I just am so used to the chorus. Yeah, it is. I th- it is the second verse. It's the second verse, yeah. There's some songs that are like that. Like, you just only hear the first verse in the chorus. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I low-key forgot about it, too. <laughs> I had to listen. I was like, oh, Snap Fab does have a verse in this. Yeah. Damn. Obviously, no. I've heard that song. We're old just, also. Like, that that song. But also in the movie, like Mike, they don't play Fab's verse, I don't think. Yeah. And anywhere that song is used, it's just the chorus or, like, the first verse. Basketball is my favorite sport. Yes, You're like. You get you get that old school verse, <laughs> and then Fab's like, "No, this is for real now." I've honestly never heard that verse before. Yeah. Now I just want to go through all the references. Oh, maybe maybe on a different show. Yeah. <laughs> Mark it down for June. Gotcha. We, got, we got nothing to do. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980. I. Big dumb doofus that hosts it, Craig Hoffman here. That's super producer Anthony Haney, who does an excellent job uh, over in in that their producers booth. And we were watching some hoops last night. Uh, when did you tune in to uh, the Indiana-Boston game? Were you watching it from go? or So I was in and out because the Monday night football game was really good as well. And yeah. also it had big fantasy football implications. I needed Evan Ingram to, you know, have himself a night. And I know you're sad because you were playing against Jamar Chase, and boy, did he have himself a game. Bruh! <laughs> hey, Evan Ingram did his part, though. He did Bruh! his part. <laughs> Man, I really fell down in that chair. That's hard to get up. Um, that was dramatic. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Um, the only good thing about that Monday Night Football game from a fantasy perspective for me was uh, Jamar Chase had such a big game. 
that me forgetting to bench Aaron Jones for James Conner no longer mattered. I lost by so much that the 22 and a half points that I left sitting on my bench because I was a moron wouldn't have helped me win the game. Good gracious. I would have lost 166 to 150 something. Oh my goodness. So I scored a ton. And there was a moment there that I thought I had a chance. I was like, man, if Jacksonville can score, yeah. Well, if Jacksonville can, because I was going against Lawrence and Chase and McPherson. Ooh. Yeah. And and I had Ingram and Ridley, and I was like, I need like a reverse pass from Ridley to Ingram at this point because I am in deep trouble. But yeah. there was a point when Ingram scored that I was in good shape, and then Jamar. Yep, that was Jamar, early. Jamar, and then the Jamar. next drive, and boom, and it's like, good gracious. No, I was just I was just chilling um, last night. Uh, I was actually playing some PlayStation, if I'm being totally honest. And I was like, oh, yeah, the in-season tournament's on. Let me flip this game on. And I flipped it on with like seven minutes to go, and – God, that was so good. I'm like mad I didn't watch the whole game. Um, and then I watched like the first little bit of of Pelicans and um and Kings. Yeah. And I just didn't finish that one because I'm old and it was time to go to bed. Yeah. Um, but both games were awesome. Crazy. Um and I, I think the most important thing that is great is the players were into it. Um and obviously it's easier when you win. And like for Indiana, they're at home. So the crowd was super into it. Um, obviously the, the players are into it and, and there's something to like a team like Indiana doing this too, because do they have a real NBA championship aspirations, aspirations maybe, but like realistic ones? No, of course not. They win this, then they get something great, uh, in terms of the pride of winning and, and getting to say like, yeah, we won the, the first ever NBA cup and we're just getting started. Like we want to build towards being a championship team and we just prove that we can do that. And they'll say all this stuff because they should. Um, and they'll feel that way. But also, they got a bunch of dudes with minimum contracts there, and not that uh, they're making small potatoes by any normal salary number, but when you're making, you know, a million, 500K is a big deal. When you're making Tyrese Halliburton money at 200 million, 500K is a little less impactful, but who doesn't want $500,000? And that's what the winner gets. So I think that there's some element of that too, where like even in Boston, like they got a bunch of dudes who make a bunch of money um, at the top of their roster less minimum guys, um, et cetera. So maybe maybe the guys on the floor aren't as invested, literally. But I, I do think that the the when you get to Vegas and like you're playing on national TV and, you know, the arena's full and there there's gonna be a buzz to it that is real and good. And I'm excited for for Thursday uh, you know, to, to watch the semifinals and then uh ultimately the finals uh over the weekend. Yeah, yesterday Yesterday, Tyrese Halliburton, man. I feel as though kid can play. The crazy thing is, he was with the Kings, and they had all that talent over there. They had. I him. don't think that was a bad trade for either team, though. I mean, like it's it the wasn't. rare it works out. Like Demonis Sabonis yep. for Tyrese Halliburton meant that Tyrese didn't have to share the ball with uh, with De'Aaron Fox. Yep. De'Aaron didn't have to share the ball either. Either He had a big that he could run, pick, and roll with. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown has done an incredible job. And Tyrese has turned himself into one of the best under 25 players. Like, he's one of the 10 best under 25 players in the league. Yeah. He he is slowly. I can't even remind myself. He's like 23. Yeah, he's a young he's a young dude. But I just feel as though, like, he continues to just shock me and just shock the NBA world, to be honest. Um, some of the things that he's doing, the fact that he had a triple-double with no turnovers, only seven other times has that happened, and it's just like, good gracious. Um, 
But for them to go out there and beat the Celtics, it's also, you know, I don't, I don't know if you look at it from a Celtics lens in terms of was this a bad loss? You know, I, I feel as though a lot of people had the Celtics winning this game. I mean, of they, course they did. Yeah. Um, and they should have been favored. And that's the thing, though. In any given night in the NBA, like one team can beat another. And the Wizards have messed around with some teams this year. Uh, I mean, they they were real close in that one game against Milwaukee. Um, like, But over the course of a series, Milwaukee would hammer them. And I think over the course of a se- series, especially if KP was out there and yeah. Porzingis out last night for Boston, like it's a different result. But one game, in, and this is why tournament tournament sports are so great yeah like and I, and I was reminded of that last night and like I'm not gonna do my college basketball thing everyone knows how I feel about college basketball but the NCAA tournament's mega fun because any like the stakes are high win or go home and that's what last night was it, and that's why like international soccer tournaments are, are awesome it's why the NFL playoffs like we don't think of it as a tournament but like the NFL playoffs are so great because it's one game it's all out there and that that feeling of desperation can't be unauthentically having. Like, it's just not there in a regular season game. It's not there in game one of a four-game series. It's why game seven are the best two words in sports. Yeah. And, like, you get that feeling last night in that game with Boston and Indiana, and, like, something real was happening because it was. Boston got eliminated. Indiana moves on. Um, you know, down the stretch in that Pelicans game, uh, you know, I wasn't awake for it, but watching it back and, like, understanding – how the game flow of that was, same exact thing. Pelicans pull it off. B.I., what a stud. And I think you're going to have the same thing tonight between New York and Milwaukee and, and L.A. and uh, and Phoenix. Yeah, I, I just feel as though yesterday, I mean, really in both games, I thought the Kings experience, like they've been in like these high-stakes situations before. The Celtics obviously have been in these high-stakes situations. I just expect the experience to show up in the clutch. For the Celtics, they just – I don't know what they sort of kind of like fell apart in the, the the waning moments of the game. Yeah, their offense wasn't good late. And then the Kings and Tyrese was just like hitting everything. Yeah, and then the Kings they were just like too they were they were in a hole to be honest. Bi, you know, he kept them afloat. Like he he made sure that the Kings didn't you know ultimately pull the comeback because Malik Monk was hitting some uh, some clutch shots, and then De'Aaron Fox he was also hitting some shots. They like wouldn't go away, but Bi, you know, he stepped up and a healthy Pelicans team. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the West. They're deep. They got uh, some some veterans on the team and CJ and uh, and Bi and then Zion. He didn't have the best night, but no. we already know what watching his impact. him is weird, man. Yeah, the way he moves around the court is just weird. He's, he's also not as explosive as he used to be. He's no. still, uh, granted, you know, he can still jump out the gym. Yeah, but, but it, it feels like he rumbles around the court, and it didn't <laughs> feel like that when he was at Duke, exactly. or it didn't feel like that when he was younger. Like, it mm-hmm. just, it feels different. I know he's he's playing well, Yeah. Um, but, like, I do think it shows up in, like, his lack of rebounding, which is, I yeah. know, a huge issue for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Knicks, Knicks, Bucks tonight, and then uh, Lakers and King, or, sorry, Lakers and uh, and Suns. So, th- that'll be fun, and then the semifinals uh, start at 5 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, when we get back, we will wrap up the show. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Anthony, what's coming up on the show tomorrow? Because I won't be here. That is a great question, Craig. Um, I was trying to talk to the DLC before he uh, jetted out of here, but uh, I wasn't able to do that. So, um mm. Mm. That's a great question that I don't have the answer for. 
Um, but ask me tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. and uh, actually six. We get off early tomorrow. We might have Naki on. Um, oh, that would make sense. Uh, Maryland, Maryland plays tomorrow. Maryland plays tomorrow 6:30. I mean, well, not at 6. They play at seven, but the pregame starts at 6:30. You know? Wizards play tomorrow, so you could have Dave on. Oh, to. Dave. Yep. Um, so you do double double basketball uh, analysis. I uh, do. So normally Wednesdays you do. Uh, or we do never read the comments. Never read the comments could get interesting. I kind of want Doc to do never read the comments. Okay. I know Doc listens all the time, and Doc said before the show, he's like, I'll do I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. Yep. I think Doc doing never read the comments would be good radio. I'm all for it. So I might I might pick a couple and we'll see we'll see what we can do. That's a bet. Um I also that's I got that's homework assignment for me. Um, oh, uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, YouTube folks, not going to have a YouTube stream the next two days. We don't, we don't do the YouTube when I'm not here because I'm the one who runs the YouTube. So that is kind of how that works. So I apologize to those who stream live on YouTube. I do, I would love to figure out if we can get at least never read the comments recorded because. Oh, it'll be recorded. Well, like video oh, about video wise. I want to put Doc Walker just on my channel being like, <laughs> these are the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. I will connect the uh, the stream yard in there. We could do that. And then I'll get this one set up, of course. I, I, and we then could, all you got to do is hit boom. Yeah, we could do it like I do when I'm at home. I would just have to go on my laptop at home. And fire it up. And, and hit record on my end. Yeah. But we could do that. Oh Yeah, I, I can get that. All set up for the DLC. Honestly, like I could probably set that up in part before I leave. That too, then. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do there. Yes, sir. Because God, if that happens, <laughs> I would like that capture for posterity. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So you got that to look forward to tomorrow, and then yep. whatever's on Doc's mind. Uh, yep. Man who's not short on opinions, which is nope. why he's very good at this job. Anything else from a housekeeping standpoint? I'm not here Thursday either. Linnell's in. Speaking of someone who's not short on opinions. Uh, Linnell's in on Thursday. He was excited because he gets to do NFL tiers. I'm, we're probably going to do them again on Friday. Yeah, we're going to have to. Because I would like to do them. Yeah, we're going to have to move some some stuff around for sure. Yeah. Including those uh those Texans, baby. Yeah. Uh, if only you had picked them. You, you ain't got to rub it in. And Craig, just, just because you wanted to rub that in, you didn't have uh, – you didn't go 11-2 on the week. You I, went that's 10 true. Uh, and how did, how did you do last night? We, we don't have to talk about that. No, we don't. We do have to get to real things, real people said, into real microphones. Real things. We're not going to be f- sunk this year. Real people. Five and 11. Not very good. Said into real microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. All right. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff left over from yesterday, starting with, um, with, with Drewski, who was at the... Uh, SEC championship game. Man. Found him a Bama fan to celebrate with. Anthony, I'm glad I listened to this clip beforehand because I'm pretty sure the stuff that I bleeped in it, uh, we have to bleep. There's some stuff you left unbleeped. You're lying. That I, I'm i not 100% sure. Like, I, th- I don't think we'd be in deep trouble if we played it, but I bleeped it just in case. Okay. I don't give a about nothing but the tide, baby. I don't give a about nothing but the tide. Blitz, Bama, blitz, baby. Blitz, Bama, blitz. I love America and I love the tide, baby. And I love Willie to death. Don't give a shit about 
25. Dad, go get him. Dad, go take him down. 24 and 17. Oh my gosh. That, I, that in was the middle of the, I love America and I love the tide. Like, some things are just so on oh. the nose with the stereotype that exists, and I feel bad, but also chef's kiss. I don't know how Drewski does it, man. I don't know how. Funny he man. Did. He's a funny, could funny you, man. Could you imagine having gone to a, a southern school? I mean, I went to Middle Tennessee State for two years. I grew up in Greenville, South Carolina, bro. Yeah. Half my high school went to Clemson. The other half went to South Carolina, minus me. Are there a lot of accents in Tennessee, South Carolina? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't didn't know how strong they were. Some people even say, I have a Southern accent, but I don't think so. I I hear a little bit of it. A little bit. When I get tired, mine comes out. If I ever start talking real Southern. If I get angry, my inner New Yorker comes out. (laughs) If I get tired, my inner Southerner comes out. Also, if I go home. If I go home for a couple of days. uh, Sometimes I pick it up. Um, Oh, now we're screwed on time, and I don't know which one I want to play. Let's speak of of the SEC championship game. Pat McAfee had everybody fooled on game day. 29 straight wins, back-to-back national champions. What's that coming down the track? It's the mean machine in the red and black. That he called was- the dogs and then hit a roll tide all within 45 seconds. That I think that was scripted out of WWE. It was it, That's it the thing. WWE. Pat McAfee is a WWE character. He and he got confused which job he was doing. Oh. And he brought WWE to college game day. Oh, man. That was good. That was mm, perfect college football. No notes. Two of two on that. Uh, last but not least, to the pros, Sean McVay talking about the decision late to keep running it with Kyron Williams as opposed to kicking a field goal uh, or just you know taking it easy, setting up for a field goal to close out their win. Out of respect for their field goal block operation, we said uh, it, let's make sure we have great ball security. But if we can punch it in, um, you know, Kyron's on my fantasy team. It's a joke. It's a joke. I don't really mean that. All right, kidding. He is on my fantasy team. Thanks, Sean. You don't like to use him, though. I do like to use him. I sometimes am a big, dumb idiot who forgets to update his fantasy team. Okay, that's true. Uh, That's our show for today. Do I have five seconds or ten seconds? Uh, Ten. Okay. Uh, That's our show for today. Enjoy Doc tomorrow. Enjoy Linnell on Thursday. I'll see you all on Friday here on the Team 980.